Hi guys, welcome to After Credits, episode four. We're here yet again in quarantine, as far away as each other as possible. And I am, as always, I'm here with my lovely host, Carly Bauer. Hi, <laughs> who we love. Who we love. <laughs> Featuring yep, we are much new... farther away than. Yeah. We're much farther away than six feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're exceeding the directions from our government. Yes. <laughs> um, um, we have a new person in the background on this episode. We do. Ellie's here this time. Ellie. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> She's so silly. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, Ellie informed me today that um, our country has the highest number of cases of coronavirus yet. Wow. Like in total, <laughs> like out of all of the other countries that have had coronavirus, including people that have died. My God, <laughs> um, we suck. That means China, who has the largest population, much larger than ours. I'm proud to be much an American. Higher case rate than they do. <laughs> what a time to be alive! This is crazy. So yeah, go America. Besides all of our virus situations, how's your week been? <laughs> um, it's been pretty chill i've sat on the couch and the good thing about this is that we get a lot of time to watch movies so yeah. i watched some movies <laughs> we watched you huh? just finished the movie for today like yeah five <laughs> <minutes>. <laughs> well yesterday i watched pride and prejudice with my mom and we watched like the 1995 one okay um which is six hours <laughs> really so yeah did you <laughs> take a lot of break? how many breaks did you take or did you watch it all the way um, we took one break we didn't finish it we had because if you watch it on amazon prime it's organized into six episodes that are 50 okay. minutes each okay um so we had all but the last like episode which is just the end of it and okay. i mean we've seen it many many times but wait you watched a six-hour movie multiple times oh yeah it's so good bryce really? it's like my mom's favorite movie it's wow. so good I have been meaning to watch The Irishman for when since it came out. <laughs> I don't, yeah. <laughs> I've seen, I like, I saw it when it came out, and then I was like, okay, I didn't understand any of that. Maybe I should rewatch it after doing a little research. And I did the research, and I have not watched the movie, and it came out in November. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. But you know what? That's what this time is for. We still have a week left of, of our technical break. Yeah, according to um, the government, I am an essential employee. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't so, understand. Uh, yeah, I've been working. Um, but <laughs> but all I've been doing is vacuuming and lifting things up and putting things down. <laughs> That's so essential. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I have vacuumed yeah, so, funny. so many spiders this past this week i have seen every kind of spider imaginable in this one basement and (laughs) i can't even describe to you how terrifying it is because the the basement i'm doing it doesn't have like a ceiling it's just like the beam supporting like the main level of the house right yeah so not only am i hitting my head on every single thing in the basement (laughs) But I'm terrified that one of these dead spiders is not actually dead and is going to jump out into my face when I hit it with my head. And I am so scared. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so every like I've, there are black spiders, there are gray spiders, there are white spiders, there are brown spiders, they're s- small, they're big, they're fuzzy. <laughs> 
I, it is so gross. Well, you just gotta, you gotta make friends with them. <laughs> That's what you gotta do. I'm, I'm just like worried that one time I'm gonna like knock the one, like the one spider that's alive, and then all the other ones that are hiding are gonna swarm out from oh one singular spot like a tidal wave. And I, I don't, would be afraid and... of them like laying eggs. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm afraid of them laying eggs. Yeah, because then you know, then they hatch, and then that does yeah. happen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but other than spiders, my week has been pretty good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Just officially have moved out of my college dorm room for yeah, virus reasons. And um, so you are currently sitting in my college pantry, you and the viewers <laughs> at home. <laughs> it's way sad. Like, and I know like everyone's in the same boat, but yeah. Like it was uh, moving out and having and, and seeing my empty room and stuff. Oh my god! Way sad. <laughs> yeah. All right. For the viewers at home who do not know this, my roommate is foreign exchange, so he <laughs> can't really go home right now because <laughs> <laughs> all of our borders are shut down. That's so sad. So when I left, because he's foreign exchange, the only thing he brought to this country are his clothes. So now he has nowhere to sit down. <laughs> he has nowhere to put his food in. And <laughs> he has nowhere to watch TV except for his laptop. Oh, poor <laughs> Paul. That's so sad. So he has frosted flakes and cocoa pebbles <laughs> and his phone <laughs> to keep him going. And he doesn't have a car. Like, no, he you have the have car, car. So how is he going to get groceries? Right. And the other thing is, is because <laughs> he's foreign exchange, if he gets a job off campus, um, he gets deported. <laughs> so he can't make money. He can't. Like, <laughs> I don't know how he's going to survive. <laughs> oh, poor Paul. <laughs> so, yeah, we might need an update on that one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and they like close down all the jobs on campus. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll see where that goes. <laughs> but speaking of updates, we do have an update from last week about we our burnt toast conversation. <laughs> oh no, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> so, I put a poll on my Instagram saying which people would rather prefer: burnt toast or just plain bread. And I think 83% of the people voted for just plain bread. And I think out of that percentage, 20 people voted for for burnt toast, which was way more than I expected there to be. Okay, but also your poll. So if you're offering burnt toast or bread, those are two, like, that's not even toast. That's like burnt toast or bread. And bread can be so many things. True. And also, you sh- you should have just said burnt toast or nothing, because I bet everyone would have picked burnt toast. <laughs> but no, I wanted to bring this up because... Because you're well, mean. For... <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> and. <laughs> In brackets. And. Um... And. and. <laughs> Very powerful. But anyway, <laughs> I wanted to bring it up because the percentages are all over the place. Because not only did you vote twice 
<laughs> with both of your Instagram. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> but a lot of, for whatever reason, I'm the people that voted for burnt toast. A good chunk of them are all the people that follow me that are just like trying to get me to follow for a follow thing where they they have no mutual friends or anything like that, but they're just oh, like, oh, weird. I'm a photography page, so give me a follow and I'll follow you. But they already follow me, and I haven't followed them back. But they voted on my poll and vote burnt. Why would they vote on your poll? That's <laughs> yeah. They... <laughs> Maybe I will post the poll, and I will say burnt toast or nothing. Yeah, this and I'll let you be... know if the people speak. <laughs> this is just a never-ending situation. Yes, we need well, answers. <laughs> I can dip into my population of yeah the people. Green Bay community, the Green Bay and Eau Claire. And no community. Not that we are from there. Community. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness gracious. Um, okay. We have a movie to talk about today. We do have a movie to talk about today. Um, like, today we watched Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which yeah. is originally like a graphic novel series. Yeah, and I think I had six books in the series. I haven't read a single one of them. I have not either. I'd be interested to watching them because from what I understand, they do pay a lot of tribute to the novels with a lot of the visuals. Uh, The one that comes to mind is the little um, scene where uh, they're holding hands and they go through the door with the star on it. I believe that's great from the rhythm, the graphic novel. A lot of it seems like it it comes straight. Yeah, which is really cool. I've never... Yeah, seeing an adaption like that. I don't know. I love that. Someone who reads comic books and stuff like that and like reads graphic novels. I thought that was super cool. Sure. And um, as we keep forgetting to doing or I keep forgetting to remember, <laughs> um, we have a synopsis today. <laughs> we do have a synopsis. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> the synopsis for everyone is as bass guitarist for garage band Scott Pilgrim, who is played by Michael Sarah in the movie has never had trouble getting a girlfriend. Usually the problem is getting rid of them. But when Ramona Flowers, who's played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead, which is the huntress from Birds of Prey, um, skates into his heart, he finds that she has the most troublesome baggage of all, an army of ex-boyfriends who will stop at nothing to eliminate him from her list of suitors. Thank you for reading that. My third grade level wouldn't be able to do that. (laughs) You're very welcome. (laughs) So yeah. Very cool. We love it. I um, so I realized after watching that this yesterday that um I've watched like all like four of Mary Elizabeth Winston's movies this year and it made me realize that she has been in a lot but yeah. I think she is criminally underrated as an actress. <laughs> I agree. I like when I watched um Birds of Prey and we had a conversation about this about how much yeah. I didn't like it but like yeah. um I thought the huntress was like, I don't know if it what well, like her her lines were weird. I it, they gave me weird vibes, and I couldn't figure out if it was like the actress or the writing or like what it was. But after seeing her in Ramona Flower or as Ramona Flowers and Scott Pilgrim and like in other movies, which I I like didn't ever put any of it together. Mm-hmm. Um, she's yeah, a lot right. better than I thought she was. Yeah, like I didn't recognize her in any of them, which is really weird. Right, like even which I guess the, means she's versatile. I don't know. Yeah, even in the movies that aren't necessarily good, she's usually the best part, or if not one of the best parts, as far as acting goes. Yeah, 
like like for instance birds of prey <laughs> yeah um i think i liked it a little bit more than you did but <laughs> overall while watching the movie whenever she was on screen i was like dang she's doing really good and she's pretty cute while doing it yep. <laughs> she literally ramona i i love scott pilgrim ramona flowers was so good but she's, she's also so in another movie we watched recently together swiss army man in a very yeah. small role which took us both off guard because we once again didn't realize it was her until we looked at the cast afterwards yeah we were like who is that why do you know who that is and yeah. we were like oh my god yeah and it all started clicking together and another one that i watched this year was a quentin tarantino movie and it's death proof which i guarantee you have not seen nope <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's um he even calls it his worst movie um so very cool yeah and i that was another one that i found free on youtube without any ads so just illegally put up there with no quality issues whatsoever <laughs> but <laughs> she is very good in that movie as well <laughs> so i think she deserves more work and more recognition because yeah, she's a I, phenomenal actress <laughs> i would agree it was very strange um seeing her in swiss army man yeah. And like not I don't know why it takes me so long to recognize that it's her. Like right. usually I'm pretty good at that kind of stuff. Yeah. It was I it was a lapse on my part. I don't know. Yeah. I mean like not that I didn't like her performance in Swiss Army Man. I just didn't get why you would get such a big actress for such a small part of the movie because she's like in it the whole time, but she doesn't have lines until like the final scene of the movie. Okay, but like <laughs> I mean, for Swiss Army Man as a movie, like Daniel Radcliffe is in it <laughs> as like corpse so <laughs> judgment on that aspect of it oh, i don't know goodness. if we can go there yeah. um i love that movie <laughs> yeah. i i liked it it's yeah. we're, we're not talking about that we're talking but about we're Scott t- <laughs> right so bryce what are your thoughts your oh, initial reaction well, after a look my initial reaction well are we talking about like for this viewing or for in the first time I watched it? Um, either. Or both. Either. So this time around, I liked it like as much like I loved it up until a certain point. And we'll get into it a little later, but after that point, the flaws started kind of trickling itself in. You know what I yeah. mean? So and then um after that point i was like oh well how does that work or why did they stop doing it like this or you know like little things like that where it just like kind of became inconsistent and these things just were fun to look at but just not as fun as the first section of the movie yeah so i liked it less on this viewing but i still like would recommend it and look and say can say that I loved it. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah, I get that. Yeah, like it's not. I mean, and some movies are like that where they become less fun to watch every you know every time you watch it. Well, no, yeah, and it's been a while since I've seen it too, and a lot of the jokes up until like that same that same point like worked, and like I just quoted what while I watched it, I was just like <laughs> because it's just funny. And one of the best things about this movie is that there's so many jokes and so many cool visuals and stuff like that, that you physically cannot remember all of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So while you're watching it, 
while you may remember one thing, like within 10 seconds, there's another thing that you just completely forgot about. And it was absolutely hilarious. Um, The one that came that came to mind uh, last night um, was during the first band competition and (laughs) crashed in the board around the stage. And uh, what's his name? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Macaulay Culkin's brother. <laughs> he Wallace. Wallace. <laughs> He's trashing on the band before they even started, and this little Asian girl drummer <laughs> just flips him off. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was so funny. <laughs> it's just like little things like that that just um, don't have to be there, but they just wanted to make this as fun of an experience as possible. That just makes it on rewatch still still as fresh as it was the first time. I agree. I, and like, I appreciate it's little jokes like that. Like when you can quote a movie like that, you know, yeah. like when my dad and I, we, he quotes Anchorman and Austin Powers and oh, like sure. stu- stupid, silly movies yeah. like that all the time. Mm-hmm. But like stuff like that, that makes it back into your mind again. Sure. That you yeah. can quote or like reference no, or like I remember. C- it makes, I I think it makes the movie good. Yeah. I cannot tell you how many times uh, my dad quotes Ace Ventura Pet Detective with Jim Right. <laughs> Really? <laughs> <laughs> or like um christmas vacation oh like so many oh, of eddie's course. lines like bingo like there's shitter's so many full. good <laughs> you know oh or like shitter's full. yeah like yeah. shitter's full like there's so many good ones <laughs> well, you know and yeah. stuff like that so makes movies yeah we're like good to rewatch christmas vacation eventually but you know around christmas time yeah when it's relevant yeah, <laughs> yeah i want to <laughs> Yeah, I want to wa- uh, review Die Hard around Christmas time too. I've never seen Die Hard. I yeah, I know. I mean, I I didn't know, but for <laughs> for as popular as a movie it is, not many people that I know of have actually seen it. And I watched it for the first time um, this past year, and I loved it. And I think you will too. Have you ever seen the sequel? I haven't. I don't want to watch the sequel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but. While I was researching this movie, um, before we got on call, I realized that this movie completely flopped at the box office. Really? Uh, yeah. And I I did d- not know that. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, and I didn't expect it at all because I've just everyone that I've uh that <laughs> everyone that I know that have seen that has seen this movie just absolutely loved it. And I think it's just one of those movies that just kinda got uh, buried what when it first came out, but after yeah. people discover it, they realize how much they love it. But this movie had a budget of eighty five million dollars, and then only made back forty eight. Oh, yeah, which yeah. Is not good. <laughs> and then what made me, which made me curious about Edgar Wright's other filmography. So I looked mm-hmm. up the Baby Driver budget and box office. So Baby Driver cost like thirty five million to make. And it made like over two hundred and twenty million dollars, so it's just like so. I don't. So it's not like Edgar Wright. It's yeah, like, it's not his name that did it. I don't think, but I don't. I don't know why people didn't go see this movie. I don't know. And it's it's weird because also I feel like Scott Pilgrim as a graphic series mm-hmm. is really popular. Like I right. can remember when I was a kid or like in middle school, like yeah. kids carrying around the books. I don't oh, know. Really? Like it's weird. Yeah. Hmm. that's weird i don't know 
Yeah, so I just don't get why people wouldn't want to see this movie, especially with Edgar Wright behind the camera, because he is, like, the star of this movie with all of his editing styles and quirks that you can see from his other movies, like, from Baby Driver all the way back to um, uh, Sean versus the... No, not versus the world. uh, (laughs) Sean and the Dead, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But you can... Like, he has this very distinct style... And if you've read the books, you would know that that style w- is perfectly correlates with this movie. And I just, it's just kind of weird to think that a style like that wouldn't draw people into such a, like an absurd story like this. Um, I would, I would agree. Yeah. I, it's crazy. Like that. I, I don't know. Every movie that he's made is like edited fantastically. Right. And it's crazy that, like the cast is so and I mean I can't say this like for sure because I haven't read the books but it <laughs> seems like the cast is spot Perfect on casting, in every yeah. way especially yeah and Michael the director Sarah. is like spot on and it's like crazy that and the editing is so similar it's just crazy that it didn't do better <laughs> I don't know <laughs> yeah um but this is when I was talking before about this point in the movie that it kind of went downhill for me it's right around uh, Evil X number three, because everything up until that point was edited. Was that Roxy? No, no, no. That was um, uh, <laughs> oh, the vegan guy. The vegan guy, um, Tom. No, Todd. Todd. Yeah, Todd. Todd. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So everything up until that point was edited in this really distinct way that the conversations would flow through scene through scene and. Like, and you can see it visually, too, because, like, as a Scott and Knives are walking through a store, a, someone will walk in front of the camera, and then they'll be in a different store, and then they'll have this fluent conversation over all of it, and you can see it all working out. But once you get to Todd, uh, for whatever reason, the editing just stops being so fluid like that, and, like, there's more exposition dump-style scenes where people are like talking just as they were before, but the visuals aren't like as significant or like they're not like going anywhere. They're just kind of sitting and then then they're talking to each other. Which so I was, but I also wonder if maybe that's something that also happens in the comics, like in the yeah. the style that it's illustrated in. Maybe yeah. that is consistent with that, and that's the reason that it um, differs. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Maybe I, there's a reason for it. I don't know. <laughs> And one thing we haven't read them. So, but that, so like once it hit that point, the movie, because like within the first 15 minutes of the movie, we already know the whole plot. We know who Scott uh, is as a character. We know that he has a crush on this girl, Ramona Flowers. Within the first 15 minutes of the movie, and it's all edited, we know that there's a band. We know that him and Knives are, like, a thing, you know? And and then it's, like, maybe even before the half-an-hour point that we are introduced to the first Evil X, right? Yeah. So it's, like, it's just edited so, like, and it's time-efficient, you know? Like, there's, like, no pacing issues. It just flies by. And then after that point, it just kind of drags, like, the rest of the movie. And then, like, certain characters... Where certain characters are, like, uh, plot details in the movie just don't feel as necessary as they did. 
at the beginning of it. I get that. Yeah. I I don't know why that is, but also, I mean, when you're watching it, I feel, I mean, I've only seen it twice now. Yeah. But watching it, I feel like I definitely noticed it more the second time mm-hmm. than the first time I watched it. Like, the more I watched it, the more I noticed that aspect of it. Because right. I think um, as Scott's feelings become more, like, conflicted, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like that's what kind of changes the pacing. Sure. Um, and I feel like when you're watching it for the first time or, like, the first couple times that um, and you're, like, understanding the plot as you go with it, you know, mm-hmm. um, if you have no background, I think it makes more sense that way. But, yeah. like, if, if you've seen it more than once, it's that does make it difficult. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> so, are you a fan of Sex the Bomb? I love the whole entire <laughs> like music soundtrack aspect of yeah. the movie. So good. Everything yeah. about it is so good. Um, <laughs> I don't remember what their band's name is, but MV's band, so good. What's like, and Brie Larson, so hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I re- I'm a big fan of Garbage Truck. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So funny. And like, it's just another thing that shows how much care is put into the movie. Because like, before while I was at work today, I put on the soundtrack, like expecting it to be like an EP length, but the whole yeah. soundtrack is like an hour long. And I mean, a lot of the movie is built off of music which is also why i think i like it so much because that's also but what i was trying to like what i'm bringing up is the fact that yeah like we notice a lot of the music but there's so many songs on there that aren't really necessarily even in the movie like at all yeah and it's just kind of like one of those things that they put so much care into it and we don't even see like half of what like the effort on like that they put into it on the screen because they just had to cut it down to like, you know, feature length. Cause they couldn't, maybe they couldn't go over two hours or something like that. I don't know. Like it, there's probably an extended cut of it out there somewhere. That'd be you know? so cool to watch. Right. That'd be so cool. <laughs> Which I would imagine has like the rest of the soundtrack on there, but we're listening to it. There's like, and one thing I wanted to bring up was how like good this, mu- this movie is with both of its both of its score and the soundtrack itself because so many times when i'm watching a movie a thing that takes me out of it is the soundtrack yeah um because i feel like when you're world building um you and you're using a soundtrack you should be able to feel like get immersed into the world like while listening to the, the both the score and the soundtrack so when a song is put into a movie that doesn't fit the tone or the style or like the era that the movie was made in or set in it just very it just becomes very distracting that's and how I, I feel about the the great gatsby <laughs> uh the leonardo dicaprio one yeah <laughs> i i haven't seen that one why what are you what yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of um like exactly what you're saying where the soundtrack it, the soundtrack is um not the same time period like yeah. there's a lot of like r&b type music in it right. it's kind of weird it's, it's kind of weird right it, like takes yeah. you out of it like why am i listening to this jay-z song that's like why is lana del rey on the beach with 
Yeah, right. Yeah. So I think this movie is like a very good example of how to make a soundtrack and get immersed into this world of uh, garage bands and, you know, rock and um, like quirky characters and everything like that. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I think also because, again, it's taken from like books. Yeah. I think it's cool that um, like how much effort they put into try and like really encapsulate what like because there's no audio, you know, in the books. Yeah. Like, you know, he's in a band, but they, like, do, I think, a really good job, like... Of making it come to life. Yeah, like, yeah. really encapsulating, like, what their yeah. energy of that band is and, like, how it sounds. And it sounds good, but, yeah. you know. Right, like, as yeah. funny as the songs are, because, like, I'm gonna take you for a ride in my garbage truck. <laughs> yeah, and I wonder if, like, the lyrics were in the book, the book at all. Yeah, Like, maybe. you know, with, like, and I, which I think would be even better. Especially yeah. to hear the songs actually sound good with, like, such stupid lyrics. Yeah, right. <laughs> Because, like, obviously, this song isn't wouldn't be critically good. <laughs> but for the movie it's in, it works. And it's yeah. really funny. And it, it, just, it just works, like, as to the highest degree possible. <laughs> I would agree. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but bringing up your point with the, with the Great Gatsby, one of the movies that, like, really took me out of it last year um, was both. Uh, Joker and Shazam. Have you seen either of those? Or... I've seen Shazam. I have not seen the okay. Joker. So Shazam has a score, but it's not really as memorable as Oscar-winning Joker score. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I like. I cannot. I'm trying to think, and I cannot think of a single. Yeah. Anything. <laughs> the thing I wanted. The reason I'm bringing Shazam up is because even though it his score isn't as memorable. Um, it still could have used soundtrack in a way to make us in this world of the superhero kid, you know? Yeah, but I would agree. The problem with it is that you go from Humble by Kendrick Lamar to Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. Yeah. And it's just, there's this total gap between these two songs. Like maybe this kid could listen to both songs. You know, I listen to a very wide variety of music. But when you're making a movie and trying to, get in this world it's distracting to have this one banger like from a gap like that 2010 yeah. and then this one banger from the 70s you know because I mean? <laughs> it's like um if you're trying to build a character mm-hmm. and you're trying to like yeah characterize that that character through music right and through you know because like every aspect of a movie can help build like the viewers interpretation of every all of the characters and stuff you know mm-hmm. and if you're kind of being i don't want to say lazy but not not being as strong as you could be with like the audio of it you know that's Mm -hmm. like a missing layer yeah which is really funny that you say that about shazam and the joker because um those are both dc movies yeah (laughs) and um like movies like guardians of the galaxy are like known for how great yeah right and put together their soundtracks are like there are exceptions to this rule because like Obviously, a space movie like Guardians of the Galaxy is does shouldn't really work in eighties. Like, but it gives you the the vibe it, of the it, it helps with the but, characters yeah, and it gives you the it, vibe. It of works the music. for like with the story that they're trying to tell, and yeah. so it doesn't matter in that sense. And along with uh, Edgar Wright's other one of other Edgar Wright's other films that I love, Baby Driver, though yeah, that soundtrack sure. is all over the place, but it works for the characters. So it's, sometimes there are exceptions, but 
when it's not like such a plot detail and then you're just like putting in songs like in the Joker, the Hey song or Rock and Roll Part 2, it just doesn't match with the, what the rest of the movie is. And it's just kind of distracting. Like while you might like the song, the placement of it just doesn't make sense. I really like um, like that you bring up like both Baby Driver and Scott Pilgrim have such a, a strong mm-hmm. attention to that to yeah. that aspect of it, which is yeah. really cool yeah. for him to, really ex- to yeah. pay attention to that. I'm really excited for his, hopefully it'll come out this year, but his, um, Edgar Wright's newest film, uh, I think it's called Late Night in Soho or Last Night in Soho. Don't know what it's about yet. We haven't had a trailer <laughs> drop for it, but I'm so excited to finally see one of his movies in theaters. <laughs> yeah, dude, me too. That's crazy. Yeah. Yep. Because um, both, both Scott Pilgrim and Baby Driver are movies that I would sit and watch again and again and you and you both you notice different things i think as well especially in baby driver but i think in in both you could say you notice like there's more stuff and content to unpack every time yeah um so okay i have questions um from our instagrams and but when i put it on my story i mentioned that we are watching this movie this week so a lot of the, the a few of the questions that I got are pointed towards the movie itself. So before we move on to like completely different topic, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask you these two questions. Okay. So um, Emily asked, who is the real villain of the movie? And it's just a perspective I've never thought about before because yeah. – Obviously, like the straight answer is, you know, the evil exes or specifically Gideon. Yeah. Like the main organizer of the seven evil exes. Um, But once you brought up that point, I started wondering, um, like, is there a perspective of this where Scott is the villain of the movie? And she sent me this question before I watched it. So while I did watch it last night, it became more apparent that uh, Scott is such an asshole. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure he is. And I think every time I watch it, I go, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, like he's to everyone, to yeah. every character. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. So, yeah. which um, we, t- I've never noticed it before because of how funny the movie is. Like, yes, you'll be saying really shitty things. But because of his delivery or how absurd, like, the line itself is, you know, it just flies over your head that he is such an asshole in this movie. So I wanted to bring it up, not only because we were asked to talk about it, but because I wanted your input on if Gideon is the villain or do you think in a viewpoint scott is and it because he's kind of ruining a lot of people's lives um i think that okay flat out i think scott's an asshole and gideon's the villain um Mm -hmm. if just straight up because um and i think it goes back to if you're looking plot wise Mm -hmm. um the plot's based around scott which would make him the protagonist yeah scott's protagonist and then gideon who's his main um like competition i guess yeah um would make him the antagonist right um that doesn't mean just because and also antagonist does not necessarily mean villain 
Mm-hmm. So there's that as well. Yeah. Um, I, I think just based on the concept that their name has the word evil in it <laughs> <laughs> would make the exes and then specifically Gideon as like the leader of them yeah. um, as the villains. But I definitely think that Ramona and Knives should just definitely not be with any of them. <laughs> they just, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, they're too good Scott's for all of these characters. And normally when you have a flawed character at the beginning of the movie, like we try to see a character arc of it throughout. And yeah, Scott kind of learns, but it's not really until maybe the last 10 to 5 minutes of the movie where he really But he does. He does. I you're right. And I he's an asshole for 90% of the movie. Mm-hmm. But he literally goes, "Wait, I learned something." I you know, and <laughs> right. I think but it's like so late in the movie. Yeah. yeah, but in a lot of comedies, the main character is an asshole. Like, it's, yeah. you know. Yeah. It'd be yeah. that. And also, Ramona is not a nice person either. So. Oh, no. <laughs> but yeah. she is she's too cute. <laughs> yeah. so. I think the only person that I like as a good person in the movie is um, Stacy or Kim. Oh, Kim? Yeah. Wait, which one is Stacy? Anna Kendrick. Oh, Anna Kendrick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like... oh, hold on. <laughs> Um, the hot dogs are ready. <laughs> okay, so that's one of my silly. favorite parts about recording these things at home. Because <laughs> while you are getting screamed at about hot dogs, my sister is upstairs watching Jane the Virgin <laughs> and pounding around on the floor. So silly. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I had a feeling that might happen, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's I forgot right. what we were talking about. I do too. <laughs> um, okay, you brought up Anna Kendrick. Okay. Yeah. Oh, got it. She's so hot in that movie, dude. I yeah. love her. I, yeah. I think one of the things that keeps surprising me when I rewatch this movie is, and as I rewatch, as I watch for the first time multiple movies, is seeing how many, like, before they became famous people were in this movie. For sure. <laughs> you know, the big one that comes to mind is Chris Evans. Yeah, oh my god. Fantastic. Yeah. Best best part of the movie by far. <laughs> yeah. Best part. Yeah, and it's weird because this is even this is pre-Captain America, you know. <laughs> is it do you, when did it come out? Do you know? 2010 and then okay. Captain America so, came out 2011. Okay. So, but it is post Fantastic Four then. That's true. <laughs> so, Human Torch, right? Yes, oh my yes, gosh. Yes, love I love Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> um but so it's just like a weird time period and then you got brie larson in the movie yeah and she's also (laughs) she is a good number two for the best part of the whole movie and then ramona flowers is number three really and then roxy is number four and then the fact that michael Sarah is in it is number five really yep that's my ranking (laughs) really i didn't i didn't think michael Sarah would be that low for you because michael Sarah might be my favorite part about the movie as much okay, as but a that's, bit here. But Chris Evans. No, is he, in it. yeah. But he's just in it for such a short amount of time. I feel but like his it... eyebrows are so slanted and he <laughs> skateboards and he wears a leather jacket and, and therefore Wait, he is number one. Did you notice? Because <laughs> I didn't never notice this before. Um, but when his stunt team comes out during that scene, 
there's like one Asian guy. Yeah. No, there's <laughs> the like they're all because they're like in a V, right? Yeah. But the two on the ends are super short, um, not white people. That's <laughs> <laughs> super funny. <laughs> Which like I the never complete opposite before. of everything that he is. <laughs> um, He's just a bulky white man with blue eyes. <laughs> I love him. Yeah. Um oh wait, but anyways. Uh, you got so you got Macaulay Culkin's brother, and then you yep. got Aubrey. Is it Aubrey Plaza? Yep, Aubrey yeah, Plaza from Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, there's a lot. Anna Kendrick. Makes, yeah, I forgot about Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, Brie Larson. Um, the girl that plays Kim is in a lot of stuff. I just don't know her name. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> she's in. Um, we started watching this. Um, you know Star Trek. <laughs> I am aware. <laughs> yep. Um, so there's a new Star Trek show called Picard. And we watch it with my dad. And she's in that. And it's wow. really weird because I'm like, you're Kim. <laughs> but she's like a doctor. And it's really weird. Wait, that is like the complete opposite of this role. <laughs> yeah. No, she is the complete opposite. It's wow. so weird. What a range. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. But bringing our conversation back to Chris Evans. My our second Scott Pilgrim versus the World question from my Instagram comes from my <laughs> dear friend Anna. I'm excited. My <laughs> comes from my dear friend Kalina. It <laughs> is who is your favorite evil ex? And I'm gonna oh. assume our both of our answers is Chris Evans. Chris Evans, <laughs> obviously. I can't even remember what his name is in the show because every time I see him, I'm like oh, Chris Evans. Uh, it's it's Lewis L- Lucas Lee. I think it's Lucas Lee. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I'm wrong. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Ramona should just be with him. I don't understand why you would ever pick anyone. No offense, Michael Sarah Chris over Chris Evans ever. <laughs> <laughs> why? I don't know. I don't know. Bad, bad decision. Could you rank the evil exes? Um, I could. I think. Okay. Um, I would rank Chris Evans. Okay. Um, Roxy. Okay. Um, then I would probably, what? (laughs) (laughs) So then I would, then I would say probably, um, the vegan, vegan Todd. Vegan Todd. (laughs) Yeah. Um, then I would say the twins. I feel like I'm forgetting some. So that's two, right? Uh, The twins. Yep. And then there's Michael Patel and then there's Gideon. Yeah. And then Michael and then Gideon. Really? Gideon's yeah. the worst one for you? Gideon sucks ass. <laughs> wow. I mean, he is he definitely not up there for me, but he's not number seven. He's also the least cute one, like, objectively, not oh, to be yeah, mean. Yeah, it's true. But yeah. worst okay. ex, by far. Also, he's the most, con- he puts a chip in her head, and the other ones, like, she breaks yeah, up with the other ones. He tries like to control her, like, line. actually. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so- funny, though. <laughs> What's your no. ranking? Um, mine would be Chris Evans. And I, I'm i going to go with Matthew Patel, our first evil ex. Ew. <laughs> and then uh, Vegan Todd, Roxy. No, uh, Gideon, Roxy. Then the t- Gideon's above Roxy? You're crazy. Yeah. She's so hot. <laughs> what do you mean? But she doesn't do anything. She's fantastic. <laughs> I love her. She's also in a lot of other movies and stuff as well. Yeah. She, she's Mary Elizabeth in Perks of Being a Wallflower, which is really oh. weird because Neil is Brad in Perks of Being a Wallflower. 
I mean, I have only seen the movie the one time, so I couldn't tell you any of the characters besides the main three. <laughs> the main, I love that movie. Okay, continue. <laughs> um, I can't. I don't know what we were talking about. <laughs> You're ranking. Then you said yeah. Kitty, and then Roxy. Yeah, and then the twins. You already said the twins. No, that's it. That's the. Only, that's all seven. Roxy's at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> She's number five. I love her, and the and and then her and Ramona fight. It's so good. Yeah. Do we count Brie Larson as an ex? I no. feel like we should. Um. Because if she was there, she'd be number two. Really? I. She's so hot. What I did mean? not like her character. <laughs> what? No yeah. way. She's so cool. She okay when I before when I brought up the point, I never brought up that. So the evil ex, number three, Todd. It's that scene where they're in the back room on the couch. Yeah. Right before their fight. Mm-hmm. That's the scene where the movie declines for me. I love that scene. <laughs> <laughs> and af- but after the fight ends and Brie Larson comes up and like they have their final words. She's not in the movie like at all. Yeah, I I wish <laughs> she came back. That's my I, only Yeah, regret. right. I would have liked her character more if she came back. I don't know how or why, <laughs> but I well, feel like they were, there she, was yeah, so she much, doesn't get resolved. Yeah, I feel like there was so much buildup with her from the beginning of the movie, and then after uh, she leaves, maybe about with an hour left of the movie, she just, just does, I don't know. I, I would have liked her to come back in the finale or something at the party. Right. You know, where he fights sure. Gideon. That could have yeah. been cool. Yeah, I don't know. But I I would put her above the twins <laughs> and Roxy mm, Gideon. I think she would be my number four or five. Yeah. I can't. Okay, <laughs> okay let's do um like one more question. About the about the movie, or in general, because we don't have a lot of time left. Oh, and we have hot dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Wieners are gonna be all cold by the time we're done. I go. I want to eat them. I'm hungry for my (laughs) hot dogs. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! (laughs) Do you have any Scott Pilgrim vs. the World questions? Um, I didn't. Okay. But oh my gosh! Actually, we kind of answered one of the questions already. Oh really? Um, Megan asked, how does the soundtrack make a movie better? And we kind of oh. answered that already. You know what she said on mine? Hmm. She said, I love that movie! <laughs> <laughs> I got two questions from her. She said that, and she said, what's the hardest part about working with Bryce? <laughs> <laughs> Can we, okay, you think about that. I'm sure you've been okay. thinking about that since she, since she said Hey it. Bryce, what's the hardest part about working with Bryce? <laughs> <laughs> but before we <laughs> complain about me um (laughs) (laughs) what would you rate this movie um i would rate it a eight and a half out of ten yeah i was thinking about on the same thing yeah yeah because it's It's not quite a nine but it's it's up yeah it's pretty good yeah i i it's like it's a nine it's like a barely a nine you know yeah i like (laughs) i reserve nines for like my favorite movies because i don't think any movie really is a 10 except for grown-ups (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm so excited for episode 50 where you break down <laughs> grown-ups. <laughs> I don't want to break it down, I'm afraid, but I will I will write my plot analysis on a whiteboard so we then can go through it as it properly deserves. Scene by scene, it's going to be like a three-hour podcast. How about we... instead, I just perform it for us? <laughs> so it... Still it's like just three hour hours of me reciting the script. <laughs> Do you think the screenplay is online? Yeah, it is. But also, I've, I've, every version I found is incorrect. Oh, really? Wait, yeah. Wait. I was about to look it up, but you did the research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every time I've tried to look it up, I found it, and then it's been, like, wrong. And I've, like, cross-checked it with the movie. It's, like, incorrect. And I can't fi- find a correct version. So I think I just need to make my own. <laughs> well, you got until episode 50 to do it. <laughs> um, so, okay, so 8.5 out of 10. Cool. Games. I'm glad that we are back to agreeing. And grown-ups, <laughs> another 10. Oh, yeah. Grown-ups is the standard to beat. <laughs> yeah. Cinema hasn't been improved upon since grown-ups. The grown-ups no, and grown stuff don't the come out the same time. year. Did they come out the same I'm, year? Uh, 2010, I believe, yeah. Oh, wow. That's crazy. 20, Actually, I'm going to double-check that just so I don't sound great year. If I get it wrong, you can't be mad at me. Oh, I, I'm not going to be. <gasps> 2010! I'm a <laughs> um, Me? A genius? More lucky than you think. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yes, man. That's me. A genius. Eight year for cinema. We got, it was. We had... We had Inception, we had Scott Pilgrim. Well, you, you know of- what, Bryce? What? It makes so much sense now that Scott Pilgrim made such little money because it was obviously outshined by grown-ups. When did, wait, I want to look this up. <laughs> <laughs> grown-ups. Grown-ups. It came out June 25th, 2010, when Scott Pilgrim came out in August. So, obviously... Grown-ups would still be playing in the highest resolution theater, you know, IMAX quality movie where Scott Pilgrim couldn't stand a chance against it. Oh, obvious. Obvious. (laughs) Wait, so Kelsey asked me a question. Did she? Yeah, that you have to answer as well as I. And it says, who are your guys' favorite people? Okay, so can I answer for you and you can answer for me? Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Carly's favorite person is Ellie. And Bryce's so, favorite person is Kelsey. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, but back to our first question. What is the hardest part about working with Bryce? <laughs> <laughs> the hardest part about working with Bryce is his third grade reading level. <laughs> <laughs> And he makes me do the grunt work, like read the synopsis. Oh, you poor thing. I'm pretty sure it's like less than 50 words. <laughs> but my reading I'm level so still damaged. can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think the hardest part about working with Bryce is that because he's so stinky. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> hey, wait, did I tell you? Um, Maggie and I left the I I don't this is not podcast appropriate. Maggie and I left the weenie thing up on the window before we left. Well now you have to describe what the what the weenie um, thing is. 
I'll probably um, edit we it have out. like like gel window clings yeah that are letters and we we spell inappropriate words such as tits and we and we nor and stuff and we uh left just the word weenie up on the window before we left our room <laughs> so funny so, oh my God. like as he lives <laughs> i haven't i haven't talked to maggie since yesterday I thought I was here, but I just I did a fact check while I said it before I said that loud. She She's texted so me. She texted me saying that uh, her girlfriend Leah went up went off on a rant or not a rant or a tangent about how much she loves Swiss Army Man. Oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> she sent me a video of her doing it. Oh my god, I need to. I huh. I'll forward it to you after Thank we're done. You. I'm in quarantine. I want to ask her about it. <laughs> Okay. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Do, did you get any more questions? I did, but I have quite a few, which is surprising because I never get any. So Right. Me, me too. Um, okay. You, yeah. Ask one. You can choose one of your questions and then we will. I only have buff. one left because okay. the other thing I got was from the same cousin who got me off of my Kanye tangent in the first. Oh, my God. <laughs> and would you like to know what he said? Yes, I would very much. He says. I don't have a question. I'm just fascinated by the word breast. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And on that note. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a real question for us? Um, let's do. Kelsey also asked. Yeah. Um, favorite pastime activities. Well, I mean, we don't really have many options right now, but yeah. Well, okay. So let's change it. What um, is your favorite thing you've gotten to do since you've been in isolation? I got to spend more time with my lovely girlfriend. <laughs> that was my answer, and you took it. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! We're awful. <laughs> I feel bad. Anyone for listening all... would go, "Ew." Yeah. So sorry, people. Right. <laughs> Um, she asked me another one, off, okay. but but it's technically not from her. It's from the UW Stevens Point uh, Museum Studies Club Instagram. Okay, <laughs> but it's, it's not it's not, not Kelsey. It's the okay. museum. Thank you. <laughs> they the museum asked us, "What is our favorite museum?" Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> my favorite museum. Uh, I was going to make a really mean joke, but I'm not going to. Um, my favorite museum is the Art Institute of Chicago. Wow. Yes. Yes. What is your favorite museum? Can you give... Why is that your favorite music, museum? Because I feel I, like you've been to a lot of art museums. I have. Um, I grew up going there, and um, I have a lot of good memories with my parents going there. Oh, that's cute. I like that answer. That's a good answer. Thank you. Um, I... Really enjoyed going to the Minnesota, uh, I can't remember the name, but the Science Museum. The Science Museum of Minnesota. That's what it's That's called? a cool museum. Wait, why is it backwards? Why isn't it called Minnesota, the museum, the Science Museum? Because that's a bad name, Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, wait, I feel like it's backwards. Same reason, because you can't say it. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> it's or... the Science Museum of Minnesota. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
Uh, I feel like there's never going to be an episode where I don't embarrass myself. <laughs> I feel the same way about myself. Yeah. Frankly. Yeah. Because now I've talked about Grown Ups at least two episodes as well as Burnt Toast at least two episodes. So <laughs> I'm I'm two for two. Yeah. And my reading level is just going to be continued throughout the whole thing. It's going to decrease. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We do have to go because I have some hot dogs to eat. So. Okay. Wieners out. <laughs> <laughs> we know her. Um, okay. With all that said, be sure to follow us over on our Instagrams at BryceGillyHow and at Carly.Bauer. And with all that said. There's no end credit scene. Go home.